So I'm really excited about uh, the message today. And my hope is that your mind will just be blown. Like, like blown. It's going to be really cool. Um, let's, uh, let's pray and ask God to, to join us here and then get into the heart of, of what God has for us this morning. God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for this opportunity for us to gather together today and study your word and think about who you are. You are a big God, yet you are an intimate God with us. Thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. So we're in our, our series. Uh, we were off last week because of weather, uh, but I want to kind of reiterate where we are in our series, Calibrate, and the idea is that we're going to present the values of of North Church truth, people, and God uh, systematically so that we can understand why we're here and, and why we gather and, and what we value as that helps predict what we do. And we are, the, the last value for us to deal with is God. And uh, so what I want to kind of present to us today is just some ideas, some thoughts about God and how big He is. Um, I've kind of thought about this. This is the God juxtaposition. He's eternal and he's universal. He has always been, and he's never needed anything that he did not possess in himself. He's the center of everything. The vast nature of God is knee-buckling, yet he labored and suffered and pursued us to be in relationship with him in order that we might share in the perfect glory that he is. Um, This morning, I want us to look into all striking facts about God and the universe that he created. And as we do, I want you to think about this idea that Scripture says in the beginning God created the earth and he said let there be light and there was light. He said let there be the, the creation of all these things and there was. And, and I, I think about the, the most powerful people in the world. I think about the President of the United States, maybe the, the King of Saudi Arabia or, or some African nation, this powerful person has to speak, and then someone has to do. For God, in his infinite power, the the mere speaking was the act. It created everything. For us, if we want to turn on the lights, we've got to walk, we've got to make a decision to turn the lights on, then we've got to go over and flip the light switch on, and then there's light. For God, it was just speaking, and it became. I want to bring this in front of us. God is really big. Okay, here comes the mind-blowing stuff. Um, I want to talk about the Pacific Ocean. Cooper, hit the, the image of the Pacific Ocean up there. Um, that is the Pacific Ocean from Russia and China up there on the upper left part of the screen, Australia to the bottom left, and kind of the United States there. The Pacific Ocean, all the blue that you see there is the Pacific Ocean. Um, it's huge. Let me tell you how huge it is. There are, this, and this is mind-blowing number here, there are 187 quadrillion, 189 trillion, 915 million, 62,000 gallons of water in the Pacific Ocean. What? What? Okay, there's, there's a billion in there. there the point is, let, let's just focus on those first three. It's 187 quadrillion gallons of water in the Pacific Ocean. Now, I, 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 need, I need you guys to uh, understand what a quadrillion is, because it's, it's a number that's like, might as well 
be speaking a different language, quadrillion. Okay, so here's a, a fun exercise. Uh, let's, let's walk through this together. A million seconds ago. How, how, how long ago was a million seconds ago? Anybody want to take a guess? What? Anybody? Nobody? I'll help you. It was 11 and a half days ago. Wednesday, February 25th was a million seconds ago. What about a billion? How, many, how long ago was a billion seconds ago? We know that it was about a week and a half ago for a million seconds. So what about a billion seconds? Anybody want to take a guess? Four years? Anybody else? What? It's actually, you're really close. It's August of 1983. A billion seconds ago was August of 1983. All right? Now, what about a trillion? A trillion seconds ago. Anybody want to take a guess? And still, we're not too quadrillion yet. Anybody want to take a guess at how far, how long ago a trillion seconds ago was? 29,000 B.C. 29,673 B.C. was a trillion seconds ago. Quadrillion seconds ago. I'm not even going to make you guess. It was 31 million years ago. It was a quadrillion seconds. In the Pacific Ocean, there's 187 quadrillion gallons of water. How, that's huge. It's like... Next, when, tomorrow morning when you wake up and you, you grab your gallon of milk and you pour it on your cereal, 187 quadrillion of those in the Pacific Ocean. It is 63 million square miles of surface area. 63 million square miles. Are you fascinated yet? It is larger than all of the Earth's land area combined. So if we smashed all the earth, made the, the, everything one land area, it would be smaller than the Pacific Ocean. At its deepest point, it's almost seven miles deep. Seven miles deep. That's like mind-blowing to me. And it's 30% of the surface area is the Pacific Ocean. Um, I want to read some scripture for you. Understanding the depth and the size and just the sheer volume of the Pacific Ocean. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge, dressed for action like a man? This is God talking to Job. I will question you and you will make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. By the way, this has nothing to do with the message, but I love the fact that God is just messing with Job. Like, he's totally picking on him. He's talking smack to Job. Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? On who or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors? All those quadrillion gallons of water. Who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and the thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits and set bars and doors and said, 
Thus far you shall come and no farther, and here your proud waves shall be stayed. Our God is so big, and what he has created is so big, and he's in complete control. He decided the waves, you're going to stop right there. You're done. And this quadrillion gallons of water, you're done right there. But wait, the sun, let's think about some really cool facts of the sun. Show that sun image there. Look at that. That's just uh, breathtaking. It's power and strength. That thing is 10,000 degrees on the surface. We're really excited it's in the 60s today. 10,000 degrees on the surface. This is the, the one about the, the, the sun that, that blows me away, the, this fact. 99.8% of the mass of the Milky Way solar system is in the sun. 99.86% of the mass of the solar system. That means 0.14% of the mass of the solar system is everything else. The Pacific Ocean, it's really big, right? All those quadrillion gallons of... But, but that's the, the Earth, Saturn, Pluto, Neptune, Mars, the moons, the stars, all of that stuff makes up 0.14% of the galaxy. The rest of it is the sun. It's 109 times the size of the earth. 109 times the size of the earth. We just talked about how big the Pacific Ocean was. And that's 30% of the earth. And this is 109 times bigger than the whole earth. Wow. Here's another cool thing. Scientists believe, like think through this with me. Scientists believe that the gross national product of the United States of America for 7 million years, all right, 2014's gross national product times 7 million would generate enough money to pay Ameren to supply enough energy to run the sun for one second. I'm going to assume that your silence is because you can't wrap your mind around the depth of, of that. One second, I was driving to church this morning with Cooper, and he's kind of looking through these things. And he said, Dad, what does that mean? What's GNP mean? Well, that's the, that's the amount of the, the money that the United States, as an economy generated in 2014, creates this number called the gross national product. If we, that's 7 million years. If we, all that money together, and we paid Ameren to create that much energy, they could, they could run the, the sun for one second. Fascinating, right? There's a constellation in the sky called Pleiades. It is a collection of of stars, many stars. We can see it with the naked eye, but it is two quadrillion miles away from us. All these light years and nano years and all this scientific stuff. I did a lot of math the last couple of weeks to come up with this. Two quadrillion miles away, you can see something. Is that like, I'm, I, I can't get two quadrillion. Remember, quadrillion seconds ago was 31 million years ago. And there's two of those in miles to get us to Pleiades. But you can see it. 
If, if it's a go out into the country, especially, you can look up into the, into the sky and see Pleiades. Um, it is 258 trillion miles wide, this constellation. 258 trillion miles wide. 800 times bigger than the sun, wider than the sun. We talked about how big the Pacific Ocean was and then how big the sun was. Pleiades, the width of its stars from edge to edge, 800 times bigger than the sun, 87,200 times bigger than the earth. If the earth were an inch, the width of Pleiades would be 24 football fields. If the width of the earth were an inch, the width of Pleiades would be 24 football fields. Remember, the Pacific Ocean sits in there, those quadrillion gallons of water. I'm fascinated. Job, I'm going to just read some, verse, some verses over you here. Job 38, 31. God says to Job in that same chapter later on that we read before, later on in that chapter, he says this, Can you bind the chains of Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? God binds those things together, gives them their place, gives them where they can go and where they cannot go and and installs them in the galaxy. Can you bind the chains of Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Psalm 33, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the breadth of his mouth, all their host. As you, as you think about, and, and all these stats that I've given you are, are in your bulletin, so you can look at them later, encourage you to look at them later, and just think upon the majesty and size of God. By the word of the heavens, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All that massive size, God spoke and it existed. Like, I can't even get my kids to pick up their shoes. And God creates this with his voice. And the breath of his mouth, their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, and he puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. When you see fear in the Old Testament, it's not like scared that he's going to hurt you, but it's in, in striking awe of the greatness and majesty and size of who he is. Let all the earth fear the Lord. That's the point that, that I'm saying everything that I'm saying, that we might be in awe and majestic awe in the beauty and size of our God. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. We go about our lives worrying about this and that. And God is in heaven adoring his masterpiece and the, the strength that he possesses, the power and authority. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created. By him all things were created. As you just think about the size of the sun and Pleiades and the Pacific Ocean and all of those things. And like even our little city is, is beyond our, our, 
our imagination. Like, it's hard for us to look down and see the arch, right? Because it's like stuff is in the way and, and it's far. But this God is, is huge. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Or the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And one of the things that I love about these, these ideas and these thoughts is that God said that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor mind has perceived what he has prepared for those who love him. The beauty and majesty of all that we're talking about this morning, of all of astronomy and geology and, and, and what's happening on this earth and all the beauty and majesty of that, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor mind has even conceived what God has prepared for you. Insert wow here. Powerful. Isaiah 40 says, To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and see who created these. Tonight, hopefully it's a, it's a clear night. Look up to the sky and ask yourself, as Isaiah forty twenty six does, who created these? Who brings out their hosts by number, calling them all by name? By the greatness of his might, because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Mind is unable to grasp the depth of the heavens and the authority and dominion of our God. But not just the size, the age of our God. Revelations 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Do we know that there was never a time when God wasn't? Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He was and is and is to come. He is from everlasting to everlasting. This is your God. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Talking about Jesus there in verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Um, struck. God is fascinatingly big. So big, it's impossible for us to wrap our minds around it. We can think about and talk about what a quadrillion was. And there are 187 quadrillion gallons of water in the Pacific Ocean, which is tiny. It's microscopic in comparison to the sun. 187 trillion gallons is microscopic. But this, this is our God, his size, his majesty, his beauty, his perfection. It's impossible for us to wrap our minds around the vast expanse that he has created. His absence from time is in, in we're unable to encapsulate all that it is. He spoke and the word 
world existed, Pleiades and the sun and all the matter that is received its being from God. It's here to make our heart wonder. Mind-blowing. But the, the, and I've done a lot of study this past couple of weeks preparing for this. But the, the most mind-blowing thing that I've, I've ever, that I've come across this week is this. Cooper, fire that next image up there. Leave that image up there, Cooper, while I read these verses. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Remember, understand the size of the sun and Pleiades and the earth and all of those things and the vast expanse and power and authority of our God as you look at this image and hear these verses. What is man that you make so much of him that you set your heart on him? You read that verse again. What is man that you make so much of him that you set your heart on him? I'm, I'm blown away by the cross when I come to grips with, with the depth of, of my willingness to sin. I'm blown away by the cross. But if, if God is so powerful and so full of authority and so big that he could create Pleiades with a word and he set his heart on us, Matthew 27 says, Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The significance of that is Old Testament believed that that there was a place where God dwelled and and man could not go into the place where God dwelled because it was too perfect, too holy, too powerful. When Jesus dies, when Jesus, when this happens, that temple is literally and ceremoniously torn in two, giving us authority to be in the presence of the one who spoke that, who spoke Pleiades into into being. And the result of that is what we read in Romans 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access into faith, into this grace in which we now stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This God that created Pleiades with a word desperately desires so much that he sent his son to die for you that you might have relationship with him, that you might have the confidence to approach him. Be baffled, please. Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like this is, 
the God juxtaposition. The first half of this message is talking about the beauty and strength and power and authority and majesty and vast nature and vast age of God. And this part is to show you that that this God exists with this God as one God to labor and suffer to bring you to relationship with him. He does whatever he wants. And what he wants is you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Can we, every time we read John 3.16 or hear John 3.16 or think about it or see the guy behind the goalpost holding the sign, think about Pleiades, and that ability of God to still engage our hearts. You're going to have to excuse my redundancy this morning. I just, just can't get past the beauty of these things. Ephesians 2 says, but God, just those two little words, but God, being rich in mercy. Just that phrase, rich in mercy. This is God who spoke Pleiades into existence, who spoke the sun into existence. And if you do more research on the stars and the size of stars, like Pleiades is, is tiny in comparison to, to other stuff. Go spend some time on Google this afternoon and Google big stars and think about it. But God being rich in mercy, this God who, who has within him the capability to speak all these things into existence, so he's rich in lots of things. One of the things he's rich in is mercy, which he showers on you. So stop thinking that there's something you're going to do to make God's mercy be evaporated. God is rich in mercy. Look at Pleiades and think of the greatness of God and understand that he is rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which he has loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. Together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved. This is your God. Who is so big and so powerful and so incredible. So creative. So mind-blowing to us. And at the, the same time. He is intimately concerned with everything about you. What brings you stress? What brings you to a place where you lack hope? What brings you to those places? This God, this massive God, is concerned with those things. Seriously. I want to leave you with a quote from Tim Keller. God is at once friend, father, lover, shepherd, and king. And I would add, big.
Big is such a small word, but it, it's so big. I want to pray, and then I want you to take a chance to think and consider and ponder the greatness of our God. God, I thank you for, for Jesus. God, I'm... Can I just say, can I just confess to you that I'm I'm astounded that I have the opportunity to have conversation with you. God, God, teach me the vast size of who you are and what you've done. And teach me the beautiful intimacy that you've given to us, that you desire for us. God, you have shown us your size, but you've shown us your intimacy. You're so good, so big, so loving. Thank you for your creation. Thank you for the sun. And thank you for giving those that have gone before us the mind and capability to quantify its size and its distance its heat thank you for Jesus guide us now as we respond to these mind blowing things your size and your intimacy with us your love. God, who are we that you would love us? Thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that I pray. Amen.